I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. Hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome. Is there an echo in here? Is there an echo in here? Shut we... up. <laughs> Smart ass. We should be getting better recording equipment soon, so... They don't know. I know, I know. So, thank you for bearing with us on uh, Step and Repeat. An awards show podcast. Yes, awards show and movie season yes. podcast. I'm going to start saying that every time we talk about Step and Repeat. Yeah, yeah. An awards show season podcast. Yeah. It's on our new logo. We got a new logo. So, Good work. Uh, I know, it was... Uh, made on the app Canva. Shout out. Shout out to Canva. Yeah. So previously it was made on Microsoft Paint. So <laughs> it's a step up. I don't know why you got to reveal all our secrets. I know. Well, for, you know, the aspiring podcasters out there. It's a tablet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got a fancy new computer and I just realized it's a tablet. Wow. Is it touchscreen? That's, yeah. That's exciting. I just realized. My I'm not going to bring it up because it's got the... Um, Oscar Revisionist History on it. So yeah. You're going to have I, to wait on I it. I don't know what it, what it's going to be this time Yes, around. you do. Yeah. Everyone knows what it's going to be. Well, uh, just for voice recognition, I'm Andrew. I'm Matt. So, and welcome to episode five for Step and Repeat. Oh, episode five already. Yeah, five weeks running. So mm. This week is the one I've been looking forward to the most, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, so far. There's a lot to talk about. Mm. You have a long list, so do I. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Ooh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of burpage action. It <laughs> yeah. was a long night. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this uh, this week I know our main story is going to be the movie Joker. So it's it's a little movie, you know. Yeah. So there's... Just little a movie, a lot to practice. Yes. Um, is there anything else, like, going on in the film world that you want to talk about? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of Netflix. I watched that movie because um, I was bored on Netflix, the Between Two Ferns movie. Oh, how was it? Eh, it was okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll stick with the, the show. The, yeah. The, the shorts. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I put it on my queue, but I haven't. It's okay. I like Between Two Ferns. I think it's funny. I liked when Obama was on there. Yeah. How does it feel to be the last black president? <laughs> oh. No, that, that's an actual joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, From yeah. Between Two Ferns for Obama. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, yeah. yes, that was and great. So apparently, they the White House tried to get that cut, like the Obama White House. Of course they did. They tried to get that line cut, but like they fought to keep it in there, and wow. it's the funniest line it is, in it. the whole thing. So <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah, funny. but um, no, I'll I'll probably watch it eventually at, when I'm bored. So yeah, it's a good bored movie. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, a bunch of stuff on Netflix. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, wasting my time on Disney Plus and Apple Plus. I know. It's just going to... Just We're all never going to leave our TVs. My my queue for stuff is already long enough, and now yeah. it's going to... It was nice knowing you folks. Bye. Yeah. No more social lives. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. But... Well, should we dive right in? Yeah. I think I, we're gonna, this is going to be a while. This is going to be a long one, I have a feeling. Sorry. Just because there's a lot to talk about with Joker. Yeah. Feel free to, to listen to us on twice the speed. Yeah. If you can keep up. I do it to my friends. I'm not offended. Yeah. You do it to me. Depends how slow we talk. Yeah. 
So, Joker, we're just going to dive right in. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't even know where to start. I have no idea what you think of this movie. I have no idea what you think of this movie. Yeah. What do you think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> We've been, like, going back and forth, but, like, what did you think of this? We're trying to read each other's, like, facial expressions. Yeah, I haven't looked at your letterbox review, yeah. so I don't even know what, how many stars you gave it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very good. Okay. That's, that's what I will say. That's my top line item. Do you have... I thought it was not good. <gasps> Ooh, this is going to be I did not like Joker. Yeah. I absolutely loved Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, okay. He will win the Oscar for Best Actor. I'm, I'm not sure if he'll win. Uh, he will well, win. Well, it depends how Adam Driver is in Marriage Story. I think he's, they're okay. the top two candidates right now. Right. I hear Adam Driver is just sublime. I heard Edward Street. Norton is amazing in Motherless Brooklyn. I don't necessarily want to see that movie. Uh, I, don't I'm if, heard, I don't know if we can. Yeah. <laughs> I hear I hear good things about that movie, but um, I don't think Holwyn. He's like he's not well liked. Edward Norton's not a well liked yeah. person in Hollywood. I mean, have you have you looked at his face? He's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. If, no, you're, no, no. if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's why like that's why it's really funny in Birdman. Edward Norton is like playing an asshole character. It's funny because he's like kind of playing himself. Yeah. So uh so that's why he's like well liked in Birdman because he's making fun of himself in a way. Well anyway, I would put yeah. money on walking Phoenix winning tomorrow if Yeah, happens. like if it were tomorrow, but we the masses just haven't seen Marriage Story yeah. yet, so um, but, uh, so what didn't you like about it? Okay. So let me start with kind of what I, uh, did like about it. Um, which wasn't much. Um, I, I loved the music. I thought the music was phenomenal. Um, and I, so the music, not, sorry to interrupt. Um, I'm really excited about the music. So the music is a cellist. I, um, yes. her name, I can't. I, it's very hard to pronounce. It's like Hildur Guntori. <laughs> no. Uh, Gunadotor, I think. I have no idea how to pronounce it. But I think it's uh, awesome that um, there's a score and it was um, composed by a woman. You don't see female yeah. composers that often. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And this movie relied heavily on music. It relied heavily on the score. The dialogue was very light. Uh, it was... There wasn't much of it, um, so I I appreciated that that aspect of it. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Wally, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just because there's no dialogue. Not as cute, yeah. yeah. No, just just how how the movie movie relied heavily on the on the music. Oh, got it. Um, but there was that was uh, uh, pretty much it. Uh, so what didn't you like? Like <laughs> what? Um, okay, so here's the thing. I a lot of people are saying like. You know, they were afraid that this movie was going to instigate violence, um, which I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's going to promote violence. It doesn't, it doesn't promote violence in any way. I do not like the fact, though, that Joker was somehow portrayed as this guy who was just misunderstood and just people... Uh, he, 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 he had these mental issues... Um, and I didn't like the fact that they glorified him, um, Joaquin's Phoenix character, Arthur, uh, 
and I don't like the fact that they sort of kind of almost made him a, a hero of the movie. Um, Joker's character, the Joker in the history of the Batman comics is not a hero, he's a psychopath. Um, he is, he's a villain through and through. Um, and I don't think this, uh, I don't appreciate what they did with the character. Um, I feel like you're looking at me with laser eyes right no, now. No, no, I, so... <clears throat> I don't think this is going to age well. I, I don't. Um, I, I was, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I cannot get behind them glorifying, glorifying his character. Um, I, there's a lot I didn't believe. There was a lot I didn't, um... There's a lot of the story I didn't I, I didn't believe um, some elements would progress, make the story progress the way it would. I, di I didn't believe the part where, you know, he where he shot the guys in the subway, the Wayne, the Wayne employees on the subway or the Wall Street employees, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think that was the automatic response of, or there should have been an automatic response of, oh, let's kill all the rich. Like, I did not believe it. I don't know where it came from. He killed those guys because one, they were making fun of him and two, they were messing with that girl, which, you know, the hero aspect of the movie, that's, but, but so, taking that and making, making it all about kill the rich, it, I didn't believe it. I didn't get it. Like that's not. Uh, so, um, to reference that scene, uh, in, I think it's NPR's review. This is like my favorite review that I've seen so far. They said that was the most unrealistic aspect, that scene that you're talking about where he like shoots guy shoots a exactly, bunch of yeah. guys on the subway. They said it was the most unrealistic scene. They said as if a Wall Street bro knows all the words to send in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, we but, don't know that bro's story. Yeah. But, you know it, <laughs> He yeah. knows like the second and third verses to send in the clouds the yeah. song and sings it to him because he's dressed up as a clown. Yeah. Uh, and so that that part of the whole movie, that's the moment that sticks out the most. That is like the turning point. The turning the point to what yeah. I to what I didn't like about it. Yeah. Um actually I love Frances Conroy's character, by the way. I think she's I think Frances Conroy can do no wrong. Um so I appreciated her character. But she was the only other character other than Arthur Fleck, who is Joaquin Phoenix. So her character is Arthur's mom, Penny Fleck. Yeah. She's the only one who is a character of consequence in this movie. Everyone else is kind of in the background or right. just very much a supporting character. Right. Um, I will tell you also one thing I did not like, and I feel free to disagree with me on this. I went in knowing this was not going to be a Batman movie. I went in knowing this was not going to be a continuation of the comics or a prequel to the Batman or whatever. I, I knew this was a whole separate movie in its entirety. I knew they, I knew in the back of my head they were going to make some reference to the Waynes or Wayne Manor or something or about Thomas, Thomas and Martha Wayne. I had a feeling. I did not know the Wayne family was going to be an integral part of this story. Oh. I thought the whole Bruce Wayne thing took away from a lot of the, a lot of the movie. Um, I thought it was a distraction. I thought uh, the whole Wayne, just just because, yes, the Waynes are a big part of Gotham, but you know, you're also referencing, oh, there's Batman, and then of course, one of the last scenes of the movie is uh, another is, shooting yeah. of, of, of Batman's parents. How many times are we I gonna know. see this? I, know. I thought that was so corny, I thought it took away so much but I knew they threw it in there for the fans, but yeah, I didn't think it was necessary. I did, I did feel at times that there was almost like two different movies. Yes, yeah. So, I, 
this didn't necessarily need to be a Batman movie. No. Right? So, like, this could have they been... They couldn't have made any references to the yeah. Waynes. And they, they... This didn't even have to be a Joker movie. Yeah. Well, I mean... It could have been about someone else entirely. Yeah. And they that's, just that's slapped the mean. DC logo on yeah. it. What mm-hmm. I mean, when I say Batman, I just mean yeah. the Batman lore. A yeah. Gotham movie. So, um, it, it felt like they were making kind of, like, two different movies. They wanted to talk about a man who descends into madness but then so they like sprinkle in batman stuff it felt like the batman stuff came later that to me felt more like studio interference it's like oh here's here's bruce wayne because we need to show bruce wayne Mm -hmm. so i i don't know if that's the case but that to me just felt like they threw that in there because that's what gets people in the seats but it did not feel like that was the movie that um, that Todd Phillips, the director, wanted. It to didn't. Make. It didn't. Not at all. It, I, I did not want to want want to watch Batman after this, but I felt like after seeing this movie, I wanted to watch The Dark Knight. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought like I was like, oh, this is definitely like it feels like a prequel to The Dark Knight almost, um, and I knew that's not what they were going for here, but it takes place in like. The 70s slash 80s. I don't think they ever say a year. I think they, they reference the 80s Gotham. Uh, 80s Gotham. Yeah. Um, but it's like very intentionally removed mm-hmm. from any other Batman that we've seen before. And also very much removed from the quote unquote DC universe. So because It is removed until it isn't. Well, they they don't want like to be a part of that. They don't yeah. want to be a part of... Then, then why, yeah. include the, why include the, the final shooting of... Martha and Thomas Man. I just don't. Get no, it. I agree, I, yeah. I agree that like it, it felt like it felt like two different movies. But to me, it I don't know if it necessarily bothered me as much. I think I just saw that as a oh we need to do this to get people in the seats, which yeah, I'm, like fine with. I just kind of I brushed it off. I think more than yeah. Than you. There was I have a note here that I, there was an aerial shot at the end I really liked. I don't remember what it was. <clears throat> I think there was like a few shots of Gotham, like aerial shots that were really pretty. Yeah, I think I think the scene I'm I think the scene I was talking about I was referencing was the final scene where he's standing on the car and the clowns are surrounding him. Do you know what I'm talking? And I th- yeah, I think yeah. there was an aerial shot. I'd have to go back and see it, but yeah, um, yeah, that was that was one thing I really liked about it. Um, but yeah, man, this was a slow burn. This movie was just it's, a slow burn. It's a slow. It's a slow burn, and yeah. that kind of stuff. Doesn't necessarily bother. Me. It doesn't bother I, me, but yeah, I. Um, so, what did you like about it? So I thought it was very good. Um, I, my critique on it actually, is more of like what it has to, what it's trying to say. I think philosophically, it had a little too many issues. So it's like a critique on society. Um, pretty much the main premise of the movie is how. Arthur Fleck devolves into the Joker, how he descends into madness and how society pushes him that way. So it's like how we treat people and, um, and that leads to, in Arthur's case, violence. So, um, but I think philosophically it had too many issues. It's like throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. So it's saying like, government program cuts or what's wrong with society. Like the 1% is wrong with society. And it's like your special yeah. culture is wrong with society. It's just throwing everything yeah. like 
all major critiques of society in the way general. we deal with mental yeah. issues is what's wrong with society. Yeah, like, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really take a side. It right. just says like everything's wrong with society. It doesn't have one message. It's so it's so nihilist, yeah. and I understand the appeal for nihilism, but like it's nihilist to the point of then what's the point of the movie? Or, yeah. So, and I, I say this actually as somebody who mostly liked the movie because I thought it did have a lot to say. I just didn't think it was cohesive enough from it being really, really great. Um, so that's why I think I think it was very good. Um, I, I feel like if it took more of a side, uh, even if I disagreed with it, I think that would have made a better philosophical uh, movie. But I did... I did like the idea of like how we sort of treat people because how we treat people and how that ends up for them devolving in society. So there were a couple parts in the movie that I literally wrote down in my notes, what the fuck is wrong with people? Because people were laughing at, I thought really inappropriate parts that's, in the movie. That's in the what theater. I'm hearing from a lot of people yeah. that people are laughing at, really inappropriate scenes yeah. in, in the, throughout, not just our theater, but yeah. everywhere. It, so there's one, for example, um, so there's a little person in mm -hmm. this movie too. And there's a very, very intense scene without spoiling anything. There's a very intense scene and, um, but the little person can't get to a top lock on a door to like unlock the door so he's like jumping to like unlock it in the middle of a very intense scene and our theater was dying laughing mm -hmm. i was like this is not supposed to be funny yeah. and it goes back to the thing of yeah like how we treat people yeah exactly <laughs> and so and so that i found that very interesting that was a very sort of meta experience in so meta the sense that like look like society's literally laughing at like a not funny issue mm -hmm. right now and that's like what the movie is kind of saying so i found it um i found that very interesting mm -hmm. they did that um, yeah i remember there were some scenes in the locker room where they were teasing arthur the men were teasing arthur uh and making very inappropriate jokes about things he can't control and even the scene on the bus where he's talking to the kid um, and the woman turns around and says, don't, don't mess with my, don't talk to my kid. And yeah. he's literally doing nothing wrong. Yeah. He's, um, he has a condition that, you know, he, he couldn't help himself. I actually, and, the condition that you're referring to, it's, it's like kind of Tourette's. Yeah. But they, it's not quite Tourette's. I've never heard it. Is it? Or is it it's, apparently, apparently it is like a real rare sort of condition. Mm -hmm. I heard Joaquin Phoenix did like an interview was talking about this, but they don't really explain it. They they basically kind of explain it as Tourette's where he just laughs a lot, like laughs maniacally mm. in at really inappropriate parts. So, yeah. but I, I, again, I, I think that's kind of offensive to like people with Tourette's, right? right. So, um, they're, they're in a way sort of making light of his condition. So mm -hmm. saying like, Oh, it's just this, you know, thing. Uh, but it wasn't. But it wasn't Tourette's though. So that's why it's it's a little odd. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think he had the laugh down great. I, I I don't know if they should have went the route of you know, the laugh was his tick tick. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily disagree with that. I think 
they could have incorporated the laugh differently. Um, you know, they, 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 again, it's what I was saying earlier. They make him seem like they make him out as a hero, um, to an extent. Um, and they, he just has this laugh that he can't control. Whereas they could have taken, <laughs> they could have taken any other route. They could have taken a psychopath route. They could have taken any other route. Um, and they could have incorporated the laugh in any other way. I just, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe I just didn't understand the creative reasonings behind it, but I, I think the laugh, I think Joaquin's laugh was great. I think he yeah. had it. I think he had it done great. It, it was very, uh, creepy. Um, so I, one thing that I really appreciated about Joaquin Phoenix's performance, it was a very warm sort of embodied performance. I thought, um, Obviously, you have to be somewhat warm if you're going to be sympathetic for this character. And, I mean, this movie, in my opinion, is very sympathetic to him. And that, whether you agree that's, like, a right or wrong thing to do, that's up to you. But I I really think it's... He's... You sympathize with him in this movie. And so... And that is much to the credit, I think, of Joaquin Phoenix. So, he's, like... He's simultaneously stoic warm and creepy Mm -hmm. and um and the physicality of it too like there's some you know great scenes that are definitely in the trailer where he's like dancing on the steps um which is just like really cool and like interesting fun to watch yeah he did a great he did a i remember the scene you're talking about and the him dancing with him going along with the music i thought that was very that was that was that was a cool scene to watch. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, so I I think that like physical performance is unparalleled. Yeah. Um, and I I didn't think he chewed the scenery either. Too. Mm. He could have easily like hammed it up, but didn't. It was it was a lot quieter in some aspects too because he has this sort of Oedipus relationship with his mother. <laughs> yeah. Or, so. Or is she? Oh oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's another that's another theme they they went down is the whole um, you know adoption route but yeah uh, but that's that's a whole reference to Batman oh, so yeah. I I think at least um, I, was, I I think the writing was um, I thought the writing was pretty uh, distracting at times um, I didn't think it was very I didn't think it was good. Um, I, sorry, I have no time <laughs> going off my notes. Um, I think it's. I think it's. I think the writing is so bad to the point that it's. Uh, that's why I said that I don't think it's going to go down in the. Um, it's not going to age well. Um, and like we were talking, I just think people are going to. I just. I think the writing is going to make people come out of this movie. With the wrong message. Um, so. Oh, should we get he's in, making a face? <laughs> should we get into kind of the big debate around yeah. the subset? You already touched on it, sure. Yeah, um, and I'm ve- this is why I'm very interested with a couple of things that you said too. So the big concern around this movie is that it's going to incite violence, and um, which I don't think is the case. Y- which you said, and then, yeah. but then you also said that you think they do portray him out to be the hero of yes. the story. And that is the exact concern 
is that it would it is portraying him as like a hero a good guy and that's what will influence people to, to violent thinking people but see i don't think that's okay i don't think that's going to be influential i don't think it's going to be influential in, a, in the sense where violent people are going to be or people who aren't violent are going to become violent i don't think that i was saying that more in terms of the character of the joker um and i because uh, because we all know the joker um, oh, so you're saying like in the lore? In the lore, in the yeah. in the in the story itself. Yeah. I'm not talking about the the what's real life, real life, and what's going to yeah. happen on the outside. I was I was more concerned with why are we why are we praising the Joker? We all know the Joker as 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 a complete and total psychopath. You know, he is someone. Well, that's that's kind of the point. Yeah. I mean, the point of like the whole movie is to put a new spin on a character you thought you knew. God, right. no, right? But, I yeah. mean, that's but then that's why I'm saying like. Don't make it about the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not... Make it about some, a new character, someone, someone we don't know. Cause... So, to push, to push back on that, if they did that, it would be, like, the same movie as Taxi Driver or The King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. And they make some not-so-subtle references to The King of Comedy. Oh, I know. Robert De Niro himself is in this movie and plays, like, a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's yeah. who and Robert De Niro could have easily phoned in this role, but he he's good. Yeah, he was so good. I, I, yeah. He surprised me. I thought I, I I had a sense. I was like, oh, Robert De Niro, he's not going to want to be there. But he actually like he like his character was like great. Yeah, he's he's probably not in it as much as you might think he is. He is a significant character. Yeah, especially at the end. Yeah, yeah, but he's um, his character mostly exists mostly exist like in the ether um their their two characters don't meet arthur and murray um is murray franklin i think his last mm-hmm. name is uh, arthur fleck and murray um don't meet until like the end so um otherwise he exists like mostly on television and but yeah he was he was very good i thought too uh his big showcase is going to be the Irishman this year, though. Oh, so, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which I can't wait to see and talk about. But that's a... It's going to be a three-and-a-half-hour podcast. Apparently, it doesn't feel three-and-a-half hours. Well... That's what I've been told. No Martin Scorsese movies. Well, some do. Yeah, some, some feel Some are some are I'm not going to finish that then. Yeah. Uh, but digress a little bit, too. No, but actually, on that Scorsese note, it is this is very much a movie influenced by Scorsese. And so if they wanted to make like a taxi driver remake they could have done that but like they just wanted to put the joker spin on it mm. so they wanted to make it to 2019 yeah so back to the big concern the inciting inciting violence um so for our listeners who don't kind of know the sort of backstory so th- the Venice Film Festival, like I think in August, um, is held every August, and Joker won the top prize of the Venice Film Festival, the Golden Lion. And um, that is the first time that any critics saw this movie, and some critics out of the film, out of Venice, said that they had some concerns that um, it this movie was irresponsible or not and could it promote violence and is it incel friendly uh so this they the critics mostly liked the movie but they this like thought just kept mm-hmm. 
being pushed out there on Twitter or whatever. And I mean, it's a movie that's kind of sympathetic to a loner, a somewhat socially awkward character. So he's like cast out by those around him. And those are qualities that you find in mass shooters yeah. <laughs> for the most part. And it's those are qualities that you find in incel territories or on the dark web or 8chan or whatever. So there's fear that it could promote promote these values and like reinforce the thought that violence is the only logical way out um, to respond to people who treat you badly and the way that Joker does in the movie. So, so the concern is that this movie will lead to violence. Mm-hmm. And... But this is more than really just Twitter talk, too, because the families of the Aurora, Colorado shooting wrote a letter to Warner Brothers, and they asked Warner Brothers, the distributor of this movie, to like, donate to nonviolent causes and to basically not donate to the NRA. <clears throat> they didn't ask to pull the movie completely, but they were inspired by this movie specifically to write to Warner Brothers about it. So, I mean, we should be listening to victims of mass shootings, right? So, so it's not just Twitter. Like, this is a real thing, like, uh, that people are talking. So, it's really come to a full boil. Yeah, and, but... And, no, so, that's, sorry, the, that's just the, the base. That's the yeah. concern. Um, you don't think that at all cause violence. No, and I, I don't think it'll cause violence, but I do think it did one thing. It got a, it got a conversation going. It got dialogue started. Yeah. Um, it, I think that's a good thing, actually. It's it, uh, something we need to talk about, about what, what does incite violence in people? What does, how, how, how do we, as a society, um, treat each other, cause others to become violent? And that's, I think that's a good thing that comes out of this movie. How um, what makes us talk about this or, and the fact that we are talking about it is a good thing. Um, but no, by, by no stretch of the imagination, I think, I think, I think I, I come from, you know, the place that most people are good. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, we're talking about like a, a movie yeah. theater, the entire yeah. movie theater was like laughing at a little person because for no reason other than they were, and that was so, and that was was so inappropriate. Yeah. But I don't, but I don't think people, um, an entire movie theater. This wasn't just a few people. Yeah. I, and I don't think, and I think people, uh, feed off other people's reactions and they're going to laugh. And I think maybe some people were laughing because they were uncomfortable. Um, and people, people treat different situations in different ways. I know I laugh sometimes when I'm uncomfortable. Um, and the, maybe the only reason, I don't remember if I was laughing at the scene or not, but if I was, it was because other people were laughing. Um, and I don't think people really knew or understood why they were laughing at the time. Um, but I don't think it really came at, from the majority of our audience, came from a place of malice. Um, but you're right, it was, it was uncomfortable to sit in the theater while people were laughing at those scenes. Um, and I, and I think it was effective not in a good way but um well that's definitely effective of the writing um to get the audience to react the way that way um and maybe it was some kind of inner reflection um or to to have people uh have some kind of reflection within themselves of oh shoot like i laughed at that maybe i shouldn't have and well um, i think the uncomfortableness that you're referring to is 
getting into Arthur's psyche Arthur's and mindset. Mind, yeah. So they like feel uncomfortable that people are literally laughing at you. Yeah. So the only so in Arthur's case, he like resorts to violence and resorts to killing people. Mm. So not necessarily everyone's going to take it the same way. Some people are going to take it personally and they're going to be like, the only way I can get out of this is to hurt other people. And then other people might be like more reflective of themselves. Hopefully it's the latter case, but you know, not, I, not everyone's the same. You know, I've seen, um, I was just thinking of that also made me feel uncomfortable was the scene when he was at the kid's birthday party and the gun comes out of his pocket i remember people laughing at that too which is also something really not funny yeah um i think people were reacting more at the way he was uh arthur was reacting when the gun came out of his pocket um but but again this is not a funny situation when we have when when we have guns at kids birthday parties yeah um so i just i think i i I truly hope i don't know the answer to this but i truly hope that it's the latter case of people are reflective and think about mm-hmm. themselves and how they react to other people and kind of realize that these are not, that it's not okay to laugh at things. It's not okay to laugh at people for their shortcomings. Yeah. So, or for who they are. Right. Really. So if they have like Tourette's, for example. Right. So that's what I hope, but... I, the concern. It only takes one. Per, it only takes one person though mm-hmm. to incite violence to like have to shoot up a school, to shoot up a movie theater. Yeah. So I, I think people should see the movie before they come to any sort of conclusion about this, though, because I think context is important here. So and I, I think with this movie, you're also going to have different people going in with different expectations. You're going to have some people going in thinking, oh, this is going to be a Batman movie, which, in a sense, it is not. And you're going to have people going in knowing this is not a Batman movie um, and knowing that... Uh, going And going to see it pretty much for Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Um, but people need to know kind of what they're getting into. I didn't. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Maybe that's part of why I... Did you know the discourse? Like, did you know that what people were talking about? No. The movie, like the violent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that part, yes. Yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about the reviews. Oh, um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, yes, I knew, I knew what people were talking about about this movie somehow wanting to incite violence. Um, but I did not read any of the reviews, any of the uh critics reactions from the festivals i i I didn't want to know any of that so um but i I, you know i wanted to know for myself i wanted to see for myself okay maybe and i i think maybe i'm giving this movie too much of a benefit of a benefit of the doubt um but yeah i think i think seeing the movie is very important if you're gonna jump to any conclusions right right inciting violence yeah um i i I think the idea i did i did some research on this because I didn't know how I felt after seeing this movie and I needed some time to kind of think about it. Um, but I think the idea that this movie will incite violence is actually based on false premises. Mm-hmm. So like, first of all, there's no indication that violent movies or video games for that matter mm-hmm. actually lead to real life violence. Right. The data just aren't there. So 
But there is some concern that violent movies or violent video games can lead to like microaggressions, like bullying, for example. And I think that's fair. I think that can, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. But this movie is rated R. So oh, oh yes. This is a very hard R movie. So in theory, kids should not be seeing this movie and agree that it should be rated R. Yes. So it's not really the responsibility of the filmmakers to teach the audience the difference between right and wrong. And that's actually something that Joaquin Phoenix has been saying in like leave it the up press for, right now. Leave it up for interpretation. Yeah. And this so, is not our it's not our yeah, you're right, it's not our responsibility. Yeah. And so another it thing, is your responsibility. Yeah. Um another thing right. Todd Phillips has been saying in the press too, he's saying there's kind of a double standard. He's like, why are people giving our movie hard time for violence when a movie like John Wick is out there kind of with a lot more violence and you know, oh. people they this compared to John right? Wick is yeah. like nothing. Yeah. So I actually think I think that's a fair fair assessment on Todd Phillips' behalf. Todd Phillips has been kind of annoying me in the press for some of his other comments, but I think that's a fair um, critique to say also, why this movie. Um, this is the guy that did The Hangover. Can, I know. Yeah. Can we just this, yeah. This director, Todd Phillips, directed The Hangover trilogy. Yeah. Do you know he's an Oscar nominee? Oh mm, uh, God! For what? I can't remember. You, you, I don't know if you'll be able to guess. But no, I, I don't know. Borat, but for best screenplay. Is he really? Yeah, he's an Oscar. Borat nominee. was nominated for best screenplay. I he, don't remember that at all. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, but so he's so Todd Phillips in the press has been saying why are they giving Joker a hard time, and I think the discourse on violence is so strong surrounding this movie in particular is because of the Aurora, Colorado mm-hmm. shooting, because that was The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, and or The Dark Knight. Yeah. No, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was The Dark Knight Rises. 20, 2012, yeah, okay, yeah. so that was Dark Knight Rises, yeah. yeah. So, and I posted this on our Facebook page, if you saw, there is a perpetual rumor that the shooter in Aurora, Colorado, James Holmes, was dressed up as the Joker. And and that that he was like inspired by the Joker mm-hmm. to kill all these people. And that's not true at all. He was not dressed up as the Joker. That is a lie, and, and it's something that just like caught on and stuck. So the prosecutors in the case, the cops, everyone says he wasn't the Joker. You may remember him having dyed hair, but he had, like, dyed red hair. And the, number one, the Joker has green hair. Mm. And so he had no affinity for the Joker whatsoever. Uh, and he just picked The Dark Knight Rises because it was guaranteed to, to have, have a people. audience, yes. It could have been Jurassic World, yeah. and it would have been the same thing. So yeah. it just so happened. Like, dinosaurs are invited to yeah. violence. Yeah. Like, so it just so happened yeah. to be The Dark Knight Rises. And then... Everyone thought he was dressed up as the Joker, and so I think that's why people are so caught up around the violence in this movie, too. Yeah. And I, again, but that's a lie that he was dressed up as the Joker, so I agree that it's kind of unfair to criticize Mm -hmm. this movie in particular for being quote-unquote violent. Um, But there's no data that kind of indicate that violent movies incite violence. And... right. Right. Well, um, you know, I was just thinking, um, (laughs) and even if so, sorry, even if so, if, if there is like a shooting that occurs 
at a movie theater because of this movie, God forbid, I think there's a lot more factors at play than the Joker or being inspired by the Joker. And I think that's what this, that's what the movie is trying mm-hmm. to say is it's not just one thing. Yeah. So, so I, so <laughs> I'm sure, you know, back in the, whatever the thirties when Bill Finger created Batman and the Joker that, that he had absolutely <laughs> no intention <laughs> yeah. of, uh, he could not see where it was going to lead in 2019. We put these characters, these characters are such icons, like not even in comic books and movies, but in society nowadays and we I feel like we glorify is not the right word but we put these characters up on a pedestal now and they inspire so much and they uh, they mean so much to people yeah but you know Joker is the Joker is the bat the villain um, to Batman um, he is the evil to good um, and I think what we're like you need the good to balance you need the good to balance yeah. out the evil yeah um, and you need evil to recognize the good everyone in this yeah. movie is evil like to an extent, to an extent. it's so mm-hmm. nihilist mm-hmm. this movie is so nihilist uh i just yeah what i'm saying is like he had no intention this is just this originally was just good versus evil it, it wasn't there was absolutely no intention of of <laughs> of, of, of I, i'm sure they didn't see you know joker being made in 2019 and being and the aurora shooting being inspired which it wasn't by yeah. by the joker so yeah, well, it, so two other movies that I'll bring up to are The Wolf of Wall Street, the mm-hmm. Scorsese movie, and Fight Club. These are two very broy mm-hmm. movies where some people, I think the worst in fans, kind of get the wrong impression exactly, that yeah. they think like, yeah, I'm going to be like Jordan Belfort in The Wolf of Wall Street. Like, like Jordan that, Belfort's a horrible, horrible person. person. Yeah. That, that movie is Dude. not showing like, yeah. that you should, like, these people are not good people. I mean, yeah. yes, they, some of them are good people, but, like, like they're not glorifying these people at all. They're they're showing, like, the dark side yeah, of Wall Street. Exactly. The dark side of, like, Fight Club, what goes, like, what really goes on. It's not pleasant. It's not fun. Like, People should not walk away with with the message of oh I do want to be Jordan yeah. Belfort or oh I do want to be Brad Pitt's or uh, Edward Norton's character in Fight Club I can't remember his name. Um, that's that's not the message they're going for. Yeah, right? that's the same thing with this. Agree. Yeah, and so. so there are some toxic fans that shouldn't. Yeah. I, just because they're the loudest, like talking about this and you know talking about being inspired by these like horrible people. I mean. I don't think that should take away from like real fans mm-hmm. of like the story like you were just talking about. Like it's fine to dress up these people at like Comic Con and maybe Halloween, yeah. but like as a joke. Yeah, like, as a joke. Uh, yeah. But like don't like they not should not real, inspire like, your life. Your philosophical views. Whatsoever. So, yeah. So, anyway. Um I think kind of more realistically where this movie will end up is more for like V for Vendetta. You know, like, after V for Vendetta, people, like, were really inspired by Guy Fawkes masks, and you still see them today. Oh, yeah. I think that's a more realistic path than it actually inciting violence. Again, I can't see the future, but I think that's more mm-hmm. where its influence is. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, you were talking about John Wick earlier. I I think Todd Phillips is getting is getting a lot of heat for this because this quote unquote is more realistic than maybe yeah, John Wick would real. be. Yeah, exactly. So, and, but then a movie like the hunt, this movie about, oh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have feelings about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's this movie about like people in like, I don't know, 20 or so years of hunting rich people. So it's literally, grown literally up, killing the rich. Games? Yeah. yeah. And it's a comedy, but that got pulled from theaters because oh, I know. Uh, right after um, the shootings in El Paso, uh, it, it, it got pulled from theaters out of like concern that you know it would promote violence, but this one Joker did not get pulled, and yeah. that was a comedy. No one saw it, or as far as I know, no. One so saw some it. people did see it, but yeah. uh, you know, not normal people like me and you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I I don't think they should have pulled that movie. I, it wasn't the right time for it to come out, but I still don't think they should have pulled it. I, mm. Yeah, and. Or maybe like this delay movie. to release because there's I don't know is there are you gonna release no, date for it? it? Was yeah, pulled completely. Yeah, indefinitely. So it's it, this movie has promoted a lot of yeah, like Joker. The discourse around Joker is like very interesting, just mm-hmm. in terms of what movies are and how how we should view pieces of art and talking about moral responsibility of filmmakers. It's it's. Very fascinating. It's kind of like a perennial topic that doesn't come up that yeah. much, and and it's a topic we're still gonna. It's it's a topic we're gonna be talking about in this country for a long time. Forever. I mean, this. Forever. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, this doesn't like settle the until issue. Any action is taken or any changes made, it's something that we need to need to keep a conversation yeah. going about. And this is why this movie is different. People are viewing this movie different than they would in the seventies or eighties mm. because mass shootings are a thing now. Mass shootings are the norm now, which mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah, it's heavy stuff. <laughs> Do you want to give your um, final take, final grade? My final grade? I, I would actually give it a B plus. I, I really, I liked this movie okay. a lot. Um, it's not perfect for the reasons that I said, that it doesn't really take a stance on things. But I, I think it's, like, really well made. It's very fascinating to watch it's an mm-hmm. interesting character study and like you said walking phoenix is just unparalleled so uh, i enjoyed it yeah. i yeah i i, I give it, it i would give this movie a c minus um i i think walking phoenix raises it up to the level of a c uh but the writing and the directing i think brings it down um and i i just don't they're they're, they're Again, the way it just didn't tie well together for me. It didn't fit well together for me. Um, it's a movie I probably will not watch again. Or if I have to watch it again, it will be because I'm forced to watch it again. <laughs> so it's it's not a movie I, I want to see, not because it makes me feel uncomfortable, just because, but it's a movie I, I don't want to have to sit through again. People, it's so fascinating to see how much people disagree on this movie like if you go on metacritic right now right now i think it's very polarizing it's so polarized yeah. people fall all across the spectrum people hate it people love it they think it's a mass some people think it's a masterpiece and mm-hmm. some people are like it's okay it's it's all over the place yeah yeah so but anyway yeah resort to your own opinions i would definitely before before you jump to any conclusions i would see it mm. to See how you yeah. feel. Yeah. It's definitely a movie that should be seen if you want to judge it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that, that should be the case with anything, but sure. especially this. So right. anyway. Well, this is one... there anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I think that's it. What about you? Uh, 
No, uh, I mean, there are a couple other things. Also, give a shout out to Zazzy Beats, who we didn't talk about. Who, oh, I, yeah. I, who I like. Uh, I really like Zazzy Beats. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, TV stars. TV stars in this movie. Yeah. Um, Even though Zazzy Beats, like, didn't play a real character. Like, she just, again, she didn't have a, any consequence in yeah. her role. Uh, so she was just kind of there, the supportive girlfriend. And... <laughs> She didn't really do it much, but I just really enjoy watching her on screen. Yeah. She was, well, she was a driving force of his imagination, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, there are some questionable misogynistic things, but I hope that yeah. they, again, I hope that the intention was that to show, like, how misogynist it is. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a whole other podcast. We can yeah. have some special guest stars on for that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah two men talking yeah, about... Like <laughs> two men talking about feminism is probably not the best idea. Yeah, I don't think we're the, the right idea. people to... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, please. You're welcome to join us if you would like yeah. to offer your feminist take. So also, Brett Cullen as um, as Thomas Wayne. Goodwin from Lost. Yeah, I... I and I, for some reason, thought in this movie he was Chris Cooper, and I was like, that's not Chris Cooper. Wait a second. Oh, okay. And then you told me after we saw it, that's a guy from Lost. That's why he looks familiar. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we got Lost, Atlanta. Oh, Brian Tyree Henry is in this for, like, a scene. He should also just be in more things. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, he's, yeah. he's very underused as well. Yeah. But. So... And Mark, Mark Maron from Glow. Glow, One of yeah. my, like, all-time favorite shows. Um, I absolutely love Glow. And... Oh, like Frances Conroy. She's on American Horror Story. Was on Six Feet Under. Yeah. So I love Fran- I love Frances Conroy. I think she's. Yeah. I think she's absolutely incredible. There, uh, there are a lot of TV stars in this. Yeah, and. Um, oh, the guy um, Shea Wiggum from Shea uh, Wiggum. Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire, Empire Homecoming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, the Russian, uh, the Russian from Barry. I know you don't watch Barry. The Goran <laughs> from Barry is in this. Yeah. So it's Chris Red is in this for a minute. I don't know. He, who uh, he's he's on SNL. Oh um, yeah. yeah, he uh, he actually plays Cor- He does a really good Cory Booker. Um, he's he's the comedy club MC. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah yeah. He, like, Gosh, there are just so many TV stars in this, other than Walking Phoenix and Robert De Niro. Yeah, but the definition of TV star is changing, evolving. Too, yeah. So Brian Callen is also in this. He's from Mad TV. Oh. Um, it's good that they have a lot of comedians. He plays the he plays the Cabana Boy. In uh, in Mad TV, so he's pretty funny. Cool, but anyway, I um, digress. Yeah, uh, I mean, I could probably talk about this forever, but yeah, there's a lot to say for sure. So anyway, um, should we dive into this week in Oscar revisionist history? Yes, it's your turn, right? Yes. So yeah. let's let's not go with the ob- well. I am going with the obvious, but I want, <laughs> I want you to like guess like. Give me your second guess, not your first guess. My first guess is... I know your first guess would be, don't give me that, but give me what your second guess would be. Oh, gosh. My second guess would actually still be the same year. I would think you would go for, like, Best Picture, because Dark Knight did not get a Best Picture nomination, which led to them increasing Mm -hmm. the number of nominees the following year. Yes. Because Dark Knight and Wally Wally, didn't get get a nomination in the top five, so... Yeah. Is there another movie... Those are the two big, two big ones, ones, but I think there. But there was another one, one that, I, that I'm not thinking of right now. But yes, we're going to go with Best Supporting Actor for 2008. So the 2000. So you are going the obvious route. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, no, I just wanted to see what your other guess would be. Oh, because oh. you, you were telling me earlier that there were different routes I could oh, take, and I'm okay. just curious. So I mean, um, you could go any of Walking Phoenix's performances. Yeah, too. You, yeah, yeah. You could, well, you could go Walk the Line, I guess, or yeah. like. Um, 
The master. The master, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all know how I feel about the master. Yeah. Um, so. So who are the nominees? Do you want, do you want to, do you remember at all? I looked it up relatively recently, so it's a Cheater. little Cheater. Cheater. Well, because I, I was just thinking about Heath Ledger getting ready for this movie. Yeah. So obviously Heath Ledger won that year yeah. posthumously, posthumously. Uh, for The Dark Knight. I know um, also R.I.P. Philip Seymour Hoffman was nominated for Doubt. And you too um, much doubt. Yeah, I know. What? Are, what oh God! What a role. Oh, speaking of creepy, I have such doubt. <laughs> I love Matt. Uh, no, this is kind of unfair because I did look at it relatively recently, and so I know Josh Brolin was nominated for Milk, and I can't remember who the other ones are. Uh, so Michael Shannon for Revolutionary Road. Yeah, yeah, and remember. Robert Downey Jr. was nominated for Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder! That was such a surprise, yeah. happy nomination. He wasn't nominated for Iron Man. He was nominated for Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Um, I think Robert Downey Jr. is going to get a nomination this year. I hope, I hope so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And, oh, speaking of which, we were talking about this earlier. Um, Endgame is making a big push for Best Picture. Oh, yeah. So if Endgame gets Best Picture nomination and Joker gets a Best Picture nomination, it will be Marvel versus DC at the Oscars. Even the though, moment we've all been waiting the for. The moment we've all been waiting for. But we know neither of them will we'll win. <laughs> but still, it will be that will be absolutely incredible. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Two com that's two comic book movies yeah. in one year of being nominated. I I don't even remember like I guess wasn't Black Panther the first comic book? The first, movie? yeah. Yep. And then if this year if we get two, oh my god. So it's it's very rare that we get comic book movies nominated for any anything award. other than visual effects, yeah. and it yeah. can't even win visual effects. We yeah. talked about this. Yeah, but it, but Black Panther did win well, a bunch, yeah. bunch yeah. of stuff, and I think this not only goes to show how like um, comic book movies are getting better. Like like. I, I will say I'm getting a little tired of the whole comic. There's book movie. yeah, I have a little bit of fatigue too. Yeah, but but I think this is just showing how like movies in general are just so much better today. Yeah. I think in general writing and directing and editing and technically and visually and um I just think that Agreed. movies are getting yeah. better and movies are um it's we yeah. are we are recognizing all genres now instead of just you know the artsy effects. Um which I, I appreciate. Um you know I agree. Uh, I, I also think movies. there are more movies now, too. Oh, yeah. So I we think have so much more yeah, content. We see better movies. Not only now. on movies, but TV. Yeah. But, I mean, TV is a whole other conversation. Yeah. But, but so, yeah, yeah. So I think we're a little more self-selective. We, mm -hmm. like, we don't even see bad movies. Like, we talked about this. I mean, a movie like The Goldfinch got bad reviews, but I still thought it was mm -hmm. good. Which is a movie should have, that should have been a shoe-in at the time. Or... For uh, for best for best picture, or I I feel, but yeah, um, another movie actually that I saw this week also is Zazie Beetz was Lucy in the Sky, which I won't go deep into, but that also got trashed. Oh, yeah, oh. and that also got trashed by critics, and I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so again, but this is to your point that we're seeing like more and more movies, and the good, the definition of good, the goalposts is I think being shifted a little bit. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. I kind of enjoyed movies like The Goldfinch and Lucy in the Sky, where mm -hmm. it's like critics don't like them as much. But yeah. I think that just shows the overall quality of movies. Quality of movies. Okay. So. 
So yeah, we are getting into deep, like <laughs> philosophical, existential issues about look, movies. Look what Todd Phillips is bringing up. Yeah, I <laughs> would have thunk it. Yeah. Okay, back to Oscar revisionist history, though. So <laughs> best supporting actor, two thousand eight. So Heath Ledger, Josh Brolin, Robert Downey Jr., Philip Seymour Hoffman, and um, Michael Shannon. I I mean I definitely think Heath Ledger was the obvious yeah. choice here. I think he was. He gave the probably the best performance of the year of anyone. Yeah. I, obviously, all those other people are just filler, but. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, agreed. Heath Ledger's influence and the Dark Knight's influence was just so seismic mm-hmm. that you he had to have won. I, and it, to be honest, I probably question. wouldn't even like the Dark Knight if it weren't for Heath Ledger. Cause yeah. You know how I feel about Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I'm not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. I I did not really like the Dark Knight. I mean, it's it's a good movie. It's fine, but. Um, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. It's it's a good movie. Uh, but he, for me, Heath Ledger makes the movie. He is the movie. Um, Christian Bale is a good Batman, but oh my God. Like, Heath Ledger, like, he... We still, we're still, we're talking, still talking about, about that his performance. performance. Yeah, yeah, he's still such an iconic character, an iconic role. Like, look at the, like, the impact he's had, like, you know, on... on society and like what we you know it's like it more or less led to this yeah, movie it, it led did, to the movie yeah. joker so. yeah he, he is he is the uh you know we we all live up to or every actor now lives up to heath ledger's performance in this movie it's just so good i agree i would give it to him but because that movie was just so influential so iconic what performance would you give the oscar otherwise if Heath Ledger weren't in there, yeah. Mm. So are the other See, four. It's been so. Long. I don't even. I know I've seen Revolutionary Road, but it's been so long. So I don't even remember Michael Shannon. He was really <laughs> good. He was so. I'd good have to go back and Road. see it. It's been a long, long time. I think this is. Uh, I mean, Heath Ledger is amazing, but I actually think the other four are really, really yeah. good performances. If I if I were up to me, I would. Uh, I would say Philip Seymour Hoffman probably. Um, his I I love Doubt. I I could sit and watch Doubt. Any I'm day. still mad Viola Davis didn't. Win I am too. I I thought she was yeah amazing. Penelope Cruz won that year. Not for oh Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I, that, Viola Davis should have won that year. That's a movie I have not seen actually. Vicky Cristina yeah. Barcelona. Um, yeah I I would I really like Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder, but it was you know a little bit of a. It's so funny. It's funny. It's. It's so offensive to a point where it is funny. <laughs> which is like, shocking. It is shocking that that yeah. got an Oscar nomination, which yeah. is great. I love that I, kind of surprise. I love I love that that it was so offensive that people didn't take offense to it. But I, yeah, I know what they were going for. Um, I thought he was great in, in Tropic Thunder. But this was also his first year as Iron Man. Uh, as playing, yeah, it was as, kind as of like Tony a dual Stark. Yeah, so, yeah. nomination. Uh, it, this was kind of his welcome back to Hollywood. Yeah, and, it, it exactly yeah, was that. Guess where you're going to be in nine years, you know, it's, uh, or ten years. Um, no, I would definitely give it to Philip Seymour Hoffman, though, this year. Uh, yeah. I, his interactions with Meryl Streep in Doubt, I think, are just so uncomfortable and so cringeworthy to watch. I think it's... It, it, but I could still sit and watch it any day. Uh, this one's a tough one for me because I think... All the other four are so great. You know who I surprisingly really like hmm. is Josh Brolin in Milk. I think that performance is... I think that that might be Josh Brolin's best performance. And yeah. I'm not a big Josh Brolin fan. And I think he's so good in Milk. I'm thinking of like two scenes in particular. One at um, his son's baptism in Milk. 
And then there's another scene where he shows up, I think, to a party drunkenly and talks to Harvey Milk. And he's just so good (laughs) in those scenes of being a good guy, but not a good guy because he ends up killing Harvey Milk. So uh, it's just really kind of fascinating to watch. And those scenes are like powerful and probably like possibly the two best scenes in in that movie. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's in no short order to uh, Josh Brolin's performance. Yeah, I... But all those performances are so good. I haven't seen Milk uh, in a long time. It's... Well, I saw it when it first came out on DVD and it just... I gotta... I I don't think I appreciate it at the time because I don't think I... Milk is aged well. When I first watched Milk, I wasn't as high on it as I am today. Yeah. I like... I gotta... I have to go back and rewatch it. um, Just knowing what I know now. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Milk, uh, the report is in theaters... (laughs) This actor, I don't, I don't get it. Diane Feinstein. Oh, <laughs> because Diane Feinstein is featured in Milk, and then she's also a character in the report. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay, yeah, that went way over my head. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I should have explained. Uh, but yeah, so um, so I you would, would have chosen Josh Brolin. Yeah, and well. Outside of, Outside of Heath Ledger, Ledger obviously. Yeah. You would have chosen Josh Berlin for Milk, and I would have chosen Philip Seymour Hoffman for Doubt. Doubt. So, yeah, there you go. But we both agree on that Heath Ledger should have won the year. The year. Cool. Yeah. So. Well, um, yeah, next time we'll... Yeah, next week we'll be talking about uh, Pain and Glory. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Banderas's hopefully first Oscar nomination. Big win. Or a uh, big year for Antonio Banderas. Big welcome back year. And... Uh, Maybe Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is my name, yeah. Another big comeback for Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. So I'm exci- I kind of want to talk a little bit about Netflix next oh, yeah, week. Oh, the Netflix. So, yeah. Like the Netflix business mm-hmm. model, the way that they're approaching things like Roma and Dolomite yeah, is my name. Yeah, this is going to be the new norm, I guess. Yeah, because we did talk about it when we talked about the laundromat. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, Amazon did it a couple years ago with Manchester by the Sea and... And they did it this year with, with Brittany Runs Marathon. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that, actually, because yeah. there's a lot to, to talk about yeah. there. Um, streaming and how streaming has influenced the Oscars. Yeah, it's, so. and that the big debate of what qualified is it as a TV movie? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Shouldn't Netflix be nominated for Emmys? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We'll talk about... We'll dive into it a little bit. A whole new later. art form. So... But, uh, Andrew, I have a question. How do people follow us? Uh, yeah, you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, that's right. Yeah. I'm forgetting about Twitter. Uh, yeah, we should tweet more from our, from our account. But our uh, account, our handle is at repeatsteppod. Or you can find us on Facebook. So our Facebook is facebook.com slash stepandrepeatpod. Yes. And we also try to update Facebook with movie news and yeah yeah we've been good I, on our facebook page yeah i try to keep you've been up. yeah posting some good articles yeah. like we referenced it in this podcast too so uh, they're good addendums to our to our show and if you have any recommendations or want to hear anything feel free to email email us at step and repeat pod at gmail.com yeah or if you want to join us be a guest we yeah. uh we had a guest once we did. Yeah. We had a guest one time. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome to join. Yes. So please let us know if there's a movie in particular you want to, us to talk yeah. about or you want to talk about. Or, you know, give us a call and I'll give you my social security number later. And yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Have your identity stolen. Have your identity. And then we'll make a movie out of it and then win Oscars for hey. it. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Well, until next week, folks. See you guys. See you